0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're going to continue this week, last week's message. There is joy in believing. There is joy in believing. I think if you wanted to have an indicator, uh, I'm not going to say on your forehead because people might think it's the mark of the beast, but if you want to have an indicator, maybe here on your chest, (laughs) for the condition of your faith, it would be an indicator of joy. Yet believing, 1 Peter 1, 8, we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. (laughs) Yet believing we rejoice. Yet believing we rejoice. Maybe you could put those words in your mouth and let them come out. Yet believing we rejoice. Yet believing we rejoice. What? Receiving the end of your faith Yet believing, we rejoice. So you've got a challenge. Uh, uh, Maybe it's a real difficult thing, or maybe it's just something that the Lord put on your heart. You need to excel, increase in this arena. Yet believing, you rejoice. So you've got to ask yourself Am I believing? How do I know if I'm believing? Well, one way that you can know if you're believing is you'll rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. (laughs) Psalm 126, when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. You got to dream again you got to see again, get a fresh vision again. When the Lord turned again our captivity, in other words, we were captive, but when the Lord turned it, boy, we started to dream again. We started to see again. We were like them that dreamed. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Laughter, ha-ha. Uh-huh and singing lala are expressions of joy (laughs) come on you can go to someone's house and you can know if there's joy in the house you go to someone's yard you can hear them singing hear them laughing? If you got spiritual perception, you can know it without hearing anything. You just know it in your spirit. Somebody said, well, I, I've got joy, but I'm just real reserved. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> well, if it's in there, it's going to come out. The Bible says they the praised the Lord with a loud voice on high. It's when they lifted their voices that things begin to change. 2 Chronicles. They lifted their voice in one accord. And uh, in Rome, uh, excuse me, Acts uh, was it chapter uh, four? Uh, you know they beat them, they threatened them, and then all of a sudden, they, all the believers came together. And said they went unto their own company. Isn't it good to be here? With people that believe God? People that rejoice? Hallelujah. (laughs) It says they went to their own company. And they reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. This is what they said, the threatenings. And don't speak anymore in the name of Jesus. That's causing us so much problems. We crucified him to stop those problems. And you're bringing him back. Why? Because the the lame man at the the beautiful gate, the gate called beautiful, they said, uh, you know, he's like begging for money. And they said, uh, silver and gold I don't have, but I got something that's better. What I have, I'm giving to you. They said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. In other words, by the power of the blood and resurrection might of God through the man Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. It's his authority. Uh, You could go on and say, well, so, so they're saying they didn't know. They said in their little explanation to the authorities, it was by the name, by the name of Jesus that this man has been made to walk, by the name. So they said, uh, they began to pray. They said, Lord, oh Lord God, you have made, listen to what they did. First they turned their eyes to the power and vastness of God. You have made heaven and earth and the sea and everything in them. Said a bunch of other things. And they said, now Lord, now that we have magnified you now that we know that you're bigger than the situation he was always bigger but you got to remind yourself sometimes God is bigger than this I'm gonna pray in just a second they're saying and I you know actually they're praying as is what they're doing it they're saying you I'm gonna ask for something in a second you are bigger than the situation In fact, you're bigger than the Roman government. In fact, you're bigger than the earth. In fact, you're bigger than the universe because you created it. I'm looking to that. You created it and every little thing in it. You are God. God is God. Hallelujah. Well, you start talking like that, thinking like that, believing like that, you know how small the little challenge starts to get in your eyes it's it's the eye of faith remember what happened the Hebrew children going to go spy out the land the exact opposite thing happened to ten of them instead of the land and the inhabitants becoming these small little things compared to God they looked at the surroundings and they said We are as grasshoppers in their sight and our sight compared to them. So they're magnifying what they see in the natural. But faith magnifies God. Well, they said, oh, Lord, you are God who has made heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You are God. Behold their threatenings and grant to your servants Power. No, they didn't say grant power. Grant to your servants boldness that we may speak your word, right? That signs and wonders may be done by the name of Jesus. Sometimes all we need is a little bit of boldness. Sometimes you need boldness just in your bedroom. Alone in your bedroom, you need boldness. Some people get uh, embarrassed to praise the Lord by themselves. Ask the Lord for boldness. I mean, David was a man after the heart of God. He was not a perfect man, but he was a man after the heart of God. And he praised the Lord in such a way that his wife was ashamed of him. Tells you something about his wife. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. (laughs) Everyone that believes. Everyone that believes. It doesn't matter your background, your history, your family. What do they call them? Generational curses. If you believe God, every generational curse is taken care of in Christ. You refuse to accept that thing. That does not belong to you. To everyone that believes. There are no favorites. I could have been doing this for 20 years and you've been doing it for 20 minutes. If I don't believe God and you do, you will receive and I will not. God has no favorites except for you. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To everyone that believes. Believes what? Faith? No. Believes God. Believes what God's. Faith just believes in what God said. So much that you actually change how you act. So much you actually change what you say. Like, oh, I actually believe God's my provider, so I actually speak different right I actually talk different all right let's go uh, uh, yet believing we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory so the life of faith if you're gonna walk by faith live by faith in other words it's 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 the life lived looking to God the life lived relying upon what God said the life lived for God by God not by yourself but by God you understand what I mean when I say that? In other words, not in your own... The Lord is the strength of my life. Be strong in the Lord. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. It's Christ who strengthens. It's the Lord who is the strength. Well, you get real burdened down trying to, trying to live the uh, life that the Lord has called you to live, the purpose that he has stamped upon your life for all eternity. You try to do it in your own strength, you'll get frustrated, you'll get wore out, you might get sick and die. Well, I'm doing what the Lord said. You may be doing half what the Lord said, but the Lord said, live by trusting me, live by my strength, live by my ability. And faith faith works by believing and speaking. Well, there is such a freedom. You know, people from stress, they get all kind of diseases, all kind of sickness, all kind of problems, all kind of mental, like they can go crazy. Well, you, you uh, a believer should live free. Hebrews 4 said if, if you're believing God, well, who are you believing? <laughs> Check up on who you're believing. I believe that I can do this. No, you're believing you. You cannot do this. Hebrews 4 says, they that do believe, not that have believed or that will believe, they that do believe, faith is always right now, have entered into rest. So you've got a life of rest. Does that mean you're lazy? No, no, no. The Bible says... The Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. The Lord is my helper. Whom will I fear? Of whom will I be afraid? Jesus said, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to give you another helper, a comforter, an emboldener, one to stand right beside you, one to speak right into your, greater than speaking, whispering into your ear. He's going to whisper into your spirit. He's going to tell you a speech that would make the most large wimp stand up tall. Make, like Pastor Mark would say, make a tadpole slap a whale. Well, you listen to the Holy Spirit, you'll be that tadpole being like, shut up, dude. How dare you defy the armies of God? Little youth. Without armor. Oh, and without support. All the brothers, what are you doing here? You need to go back in when, when your place. You don't belong here. You can't do this. All of the other military men, full of fear, been going out every day, somebody trying to figure out how to defeat Goliath. This little kid's going to come up. Well, he's going to show him up, sure enough, because he believes God. Not because he's somebody. He showed them how to live by faith. He had a cause. But he had a God. He had a mouth. He used his mouth. Mark eleven twenty three 23 says, Whoever will say to this mountain, You be removed. Epo. The word is Epo. Command this mountain. shall not doubt in his heart but believe those things he says will come to pass that's like you keep saying it and saying it and saying it like the woman with the issue of blood then he will have whatever he says that's command again so I have made a command and now I keep saying the same thing I'm gonna have whatever I commanded The Lord told Brother Hagin one time, you're going to have to teach people three times as much about saying it as believing it because most people aren't missing it in the believing. They're missing it in what they're saying. So that just tells me my problem is probably more here than here. What am I saying? All right, that's where I want to get to today. Ooh, we only got a couple minutes. James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Dr. James. James chapter 3. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Okay, My brethren, be not many masters or teachers, instructors, knowing that we will receive the greater condemnation. I should have skipped that one. No, I'm kidding. Okay. For in many things we offend, so if you're offended this morning just join the club the Bible is true apparently if I have not offended you I am not doing what the Bible says to do I'm not trying to offend you but in many things we offend all so uh, if I offended you just pray for me I am not perfect but Jesus is But listen to this. If any man offend not in word, in other words, what you're saying, the same is a perfect man. Or literally, it means, uh, I think it's talos or whatever, to, uh, uh, completed in, it's like a mature type of, you know, It's it's like you'd say like, A a nut tree that you you plant, you want to get some nuts off of it or whatever, it needs to mature so it can actually produce the nuts. So you say, oh, that's a perfect tree. It's a a perfected tree. It's it's actually like matured to the place. It's reached its highest stature. Right? Alright. So if any man offend not in word, the same is uh, let's just use the word mature. A mature man and able to bridle The whole body. Nobody raise your hands right now. Nobody look around right now. Everybody uh, have like a poker face, you know, like nobody knows what's going on. You ever had trouble in your body? Trouble with your flesh? The answer is in your mouth. The answer's in your mouth. Verse 3. Behold, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. How much does a horse weigh? Somebody know? 1,000 pounds, depending on the horse. Thousands. one to 2,000 pounds, I think. I've had them step on me before. It didn't feel real good. It was a lot of weight. I was going to sing... For the next verse the Navy song but I don't want to embarrass you so we'll just imagine in our head anchors away okay um behold anchors away I don't want somebody to have to stand at attention right now okay so behold also the ships though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned with a very small helm or rudder. Wherever the governor lists it. That means you know the steerman, wherever he wants to steer, it's a huge ship, it's driven by winds. But wherever that man wants to wants to steer that thing, that little rudder turns that big ship. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter, a little fire kindles. So think about this. We're talking about there is joy in believing. Oh, what are you talking about? He, talk, he gave two, I think. Oh, that sounds like just so arrogant. I say, I think, good examples. Of course they're good examples. It's from the Lord. But I suppose I'm beginning to understand more why he used those examples, getting more light on it. So I'm like, wow, that is really good. Anyhow, you know, he talked about a horse. Like your tongue is going to change your course. Like the bit in the horse's mouth changes the horse's course. But what's it talking about, the horse? You ever ridden a horse? Who's ever ridden a horse? Even a trail horse sometimes. Do you know that horse, unless he's really, really highly trained, and he got trained by the whip and the bit, but anyhow, unless he's really, really highly trained, that horse is just going to do whatever his flesh wants to do. It's like, you know, Walking down the trail, oh, I want to eat that. Oh, I want to go down here. And you got somebody that's just gonna let that horse do whatever, they're not gonna apply the bit. That horse is just gonna do whatever it wants to do. But you apply the bit, that's gonna keep that horse's flesh in line. What about your flesh? You ever have trouble with your flesh? You're trying to get your flesh to do the right thing, but you're not using your mouth? The mature one doesn't even offend in word and is able to control the whole body. You set your course with your mouth. You overcome your flesh with your mouth. There is joy in believing. In other words, your flesh wants to... I don't know why I always think of Dave when I think of... uh, Maybe he's not in here. But I think of people driving crazy. I think of Dave, you know. (laughs) He doesn't drive crazy. He's one of the best drivers I've ever met. But, you know... For some reason, I guess because he's got all of the, he could be like a race car driver or something. So anyhow, um, you know, somebody does something that really ticks you off. (laughs) You know, you like got some road rage temptation or something coming. You got to set your course. Like, Lord, I believe the best for that person. I plead the blood of Jesus over that person. Lord, I'm just gonna intercede for them right now because they must be having a rough day to act like that. Right? Well what's that? That's verse 9. Well, let's start with verse 8. But the tongue can no man tame. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Listen to what he says. With it, we bless God, even the Father. And with it, we curse men who are made in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds both, Hallelujah, That was such a good service, Lord. Get them, Lord. Blessing and cursing. And I'm going to say it in King James now because I've been sanitizing the King James sanitize it, just bringing it up to, it's understandable, you know. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. We are called to bless. If there's one thing that can tame your tongue. It's yielding to the word. And you get your tongue tamed, boy, your whole body going to come in line. So you got the example of the horse with the bit. But then he gives the example for our Navy brother. (laughs) Right? He gives the example of that huge ship. What's what's he talking about that? What's he talking about the ship? He's talking about all these external forces that come against that ship. You ever been? Like my, I'm going to go, in a few weeks we're going to go to Melody's parents of Minnesota. We always go to this one little lake. Uh, just a beautiful little lake. And uh, her dad, for his birthday or Christmas sometime one year, the daughters all got together and got him this uh, canoe uh, with a little sail that goes in the middle of it. And so you can actually steer this canoe. So the winds are always one particular direction on that lake. And uh, so when I was preparing for this, I thought about that. And I'm like, isn't that amazing? I said, even when I go out, even without a sail... If I'm just in like a little rowboat or a kayak or something, I'm checking out the wind before I go because I don't want to go beyond where my strength is to come back. And then if I want to go to a particular place across the lake to the shore, I know if I'm trying to go there and the wind's coming from there, I'm going to have to point over there even though I want to go there. Why? Because the winds are driving. But you know, you got that big ship, little rudder, no matter what forces are coming against, what forces are pressuring you, you take this little rudder right here below your nose, your tongue, and it says you can actually set your course. So I don't care if it's coming from your flesh, I don't care if it's coming from outside. You take your tongue and you set your course. There is joy in believing. So how is there joy in that? That doesn't, it sounds a little intense, maybe more than joyful. You know how there's joy in that? It don't matter if it's just a weakness in your flesh that you're struggling with or if it's something that's coming externally against you. You can have joy in believing because you're like, you know what? I, I know this trick. I'm just going to take my mouth and I'm going to make it possible that I do not succumb to this, that I actually more than overcome it because I'm going to speak it. I walk in integrity. I walk in honor. I keep my eyes pure. I do not steal. I don't know what your deal is, you know. I let no unwholesome word come out of my mouth. I think on things that are lovely, noble, pure, and praiseworthy. What happened? Well, you say that when you think on something that is nasty and not praiseworthy, and you realize you did it, you say, no, that's not me. I refuse to do that. The devil wants you to think on these things or uh, make a stumble, a step. He tempts you, Uh, you make a mistake, and then he wants to get you in self-righteousness and self-condemnation that what you did, your mistake is bigger than God. No, oh, don't play his game. We live by faith. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Lord's strengthening me to overcome this right now. Jesus already defeated this. Jesus already went through this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, is now sat down at the right hand of the Father. Uh, Look to Jesus in this situation while we look not at the things that are seen But the things that are not seen because the things that are seen those are subject to change those are temporary But the things these not seen things these are eternal looking over unto looking over into What are we looking over into? We're looking over where Jesus is sat at the right hand of the father as he is so are we in this world He is sustained by the very life of God. You are sustained by the very life of God. God is building an army. He wants to use you. He wants you to see him change lives through your voice, through your giving, through your serving. I, I was in the military. And so I guess initially in the military, you learn authority through positional authority. In other words, somebody has the position, so you better honor and respect that position. Or you'll real quickly find out that you did the wrong thing. Not, no, not always the best type of authority to have, but anyhow, sometimes that's where you've got to start. Uh, however, I will say I remember the leaders, leaders, not managers, the leaders that I had in the military that actually had influential authority. I don't have time to go into that. We'll do that in a leadership teaching sometime. All right. He wants to use your yielding to him to preach to people, to talk to people. Really, he wants to preach the gospel to the poor through you. You know what that means? You ever look that up? Gospel to the poor? Poor, the word poor? Of course, it includes financially poor. But the greater meaning, it literally means those who are bent over from the weight of life. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Are you the body of Christ? The spirit of the Lord is upon you. Say, "The the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon you to preach the gospel to the poor. to preach deliverance to the captives, hallelujah. (laughs) Recovering of sight to the blind. Set at liberty them that, wow, are bruised. Isn't that amazing? You ever been bruised? I noticed when you were worshiping, you have a bruise on your arm. Sometimes you get bruised, you don't even know what it came from. But you carry this thing around with you. Every time somebody touches that, it hurts. Set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's you. You are the body of Christ. That's me. I'm the body of Christ. That's us. The believing ones. You know, they said, like, those that have turned the world upside down have now come over here. How are you going to do this? Look over into. Well, we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. We look at the eternal things. We live by eternal things. SO BECAUSE WE DO, WE'RE FULL OF JOY. YET BELIEVING, WE REJOICE WITH JOY UNSPEAKABLE AND FULL OF GLORY. THIS IS JUST ANOTHER uh, MOMENT WE HAVE. IT'S ANOTHER OPPORTUNITY THAT WE HAVE THAT WE CAN SEE GOD DO SOMETHING THAT OUR MINDS CAN'T CONCEIVE ON THEIR OWN HOW HE'S GONNA DO IT. HE IS GONNA MAKE A WAY. HE MAKES A WAY IN THE WILDERNESS streams of water in the desert wow wherefore sirs I believe God it will be just how God has said but if you don't set your course with your mouth you're just going to be watching from the sidelines and wonder why does this work for other people not for me Because the door of the supernatural and the door of faith really swings on two inches. Believing and speaking. What do you believe? What do you speak? What God said. It's real simple. That you believe God more than your education. That you believe God more than your experience. That you believe God more than other people's education. That you believe God more than other people's experience. We walk by faith, not by sight. Stand with me if you would. There is joy in believing. Joy is a factor in receiving your harvest. Uh, When you get thrilled about it, that's when the word works for you. You're like, this is great. This is great. There is no mountain too big. There is no obstacle too large, too heavy. There's no problem too, too great. God has taken care of it. So I'm just going to believe God. Yeah, sure there's 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 mountains that are too big for me, but there's no mountain too big for God. And if I live my life in him, there's no mountain too big. We will just we will just command that thing to move. We will walk right over that mountain. We will just go right around as if it never existed. I don't care how the Lord leads. I just want him to lead, and he always leads. He's always speaking. Uh, you know, you You hear from God whether you realize it or not if you're a believer. He is speaking to you whether you realize it or not if you're a believer. You may have just tuned to the wrong channel. Maybe you're on the horse channel. Or maybe you're on the ship channel. But just tune into the God channel. All of a sudden, you might make a little slip up in your normal routine and start saying what God said. And you get those words out of your mouth, you're like, oh, well, maybe I can actually do what I just said. You know, I've had that so many times. I know I'm supposed to say this, but I feel like it's not going to work. What difference is it going to make if I say that? It's just words. How much difference is it going to make? I got this pressure, external pressure, and I got this unction on the inside, and then I choose, you know what? I'm going to say it. You know, as soon as I say it, it's like, Before you're kind of a little bit a little bit like this you say it you're like what was that what was that what was that it's like you got a relative calling your name you didn't know they were in town because you live in a different town and you hear their voice you're like you find out that was me speaking that felt pretty good there's like an inner strength I'm gonna say it again you know that happened to me a few years ago when I was on the bed had that uh, sickness come on on me my chest immediately was like full of gunk and stuff and I just like I couldn't hardly uh, lift my voice had no strength and uh, I looked to the Lord and I'm trying to make the story short all of a sudden on the inside I heard these words I am not under the dominion of the kingdom of darkness. I am under the dominion of the kingdom of the son of his love. I've never heard anybody say something like that before. I mean, I heard it in the scriptures. There's scriptures about those, but in those that worded that way. But as soon as I said that, just in a whisper, all of a sudden, there was strength in my body. A little more. Not a lot more, but a little more. I was like, oh. Because I was trying to figure out what am I supposed to say? Because I had been praying. She came and prayed for me. And it's like nothing changed. I felt like the devil had like a smirk on his face. Like, (laughs) you think that's going to do it? I was like, Lord, what do I say? What do I say? And then that came up. So then I said it again. And I felt a little stronger. It's like 2.30 in the morning, something like that, between 2 and 3 in the morning. I did that for 10 minutes. Till I had so much strength, I was shouting. And my daughter said, what happened last night, Dad? You woke me up shouting. So you know I have strength. You know what happened? Every symptom left immediately. You got a chest full of uh, mucus and it's cleaned out like that? God is a good God. That's not because I'm a pastor. That's because I looked to see what he would say and I said what I heard him say. I believed God. I have not perfectly believed God every time in every circumstance. I have had some failures. But that was not a failure. Because that time, I looked to the Lord and I followed Him. Even though I had external pressure, even though I felt things in my flesh, I'm like, I'm going to do what you say. We live by faith. Maybe you made mistakes. That's no problem. Just ask the Lord to forgive you. Lord, forgive me. I'm just going to live by trusting you. I'm going to live free. The Lord will lead you. You'll be in the right place at the right time. You know exactly what to do. You have the mind of Christ. You're enriched in every kind of wisdom, every kind of utterance. You have the right words all the time to speak. You know, you don't have to use that verse just for speaking in a pulpit. You can use that word for speaking over your family every day. I am enriched in all kinds of words to speak. I have the right words from heaven to speak that cause light to come, provision to come, blessing to come, deliverance to come. There's a miracle in your mouth. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, thank you, thank you that you believe in us. Thank you, Father, that you love us, that your love for us And your faith makes it possible that we can love you and have faith in you. You're a good God. You're so good. Thank you. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your light on a dark day. Thank you that you turn our mourning to dancing, our sorrow to joy. Thank you that your joy is our strength, that we're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name, with every head bowed still, every eye closed. Maybe you don't have a joy because you don't know Jesus. The Bible says... Jesus had more joy than anybody else around him. The Bible says he was anointed with joy above all of his fellows, in other words, everyone else. He had more joy. Well, he'll give you that same joy. Joy is a fruit of his spirit. I want to invite you right now to look to the inside. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever received Jesus Christ as your lord as your savior now have you ever believed in him but have you ever believed on him there's a difference between believing in and believing on believing on means i cast the weight of my whole life over on him believing in just means like the demons the bible says believe that jesus you know lived died rose again and they tremble but they're not born again as many as received jesus to them He gave the right to be the children of God. You have to be willing to receive him. God loves you. His will, his desire, probably a better way to say this his desire is that you know him, that you become part of his family, that you don't live under the guilt of your sins, that you receive cleansing, forgiveness, removal of your sins from your life. Jesus died on the cross to take that away from you, but he won't force you to give it to him but you must give it to him if you're going to receive Jesus. You have to be willing to receive him. You want purpose in life? You want to know why am I here? What's, the, what's all this for? How come this? How come that? You'll never find the purpose of your life until you give your life to Jesus. But when you give your life to Jesus, you will have God's purpose in your heart. You'll have a reason to live. You'll have a reason to To move. You'll have a reason to breathe. You'll have a reason to give. You'll have a reason to fight for. Give your life to Jesus. I'm going to pray a prayer in a few seconds. And when I do, I can't pray a prayer, Lord, save so-and-so, and the Lord save you. The Lord must hear your voice. And God will hear your prayer. You can pray. You can make a difference. And when you lift your voice, you repeat after me and believe it in your heart. The Bible says, if you confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. It'll cost you everything you have. But Jesus paid the price for all of it. In other words, you just turn your life over to him. I want you to make a decision in three seconds. Say, I've decided to follow Jesus. Let's pray. Say this. Say, oh God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son and that he died on the cross to take away my sins and that you raised him up again on the third day to make me right with you. Jesus, I receive you right now. I take you as my Lord. You're now my master. I'm living for you. I give you my whole life. I'm not going to live for myself anymore. I'm living for you. Father God, Thank you that I am now your child, a part of your family. In Jesus' name.